0: Welcome back. This is another episode of the Holly oh, Rewind. Rewind. I'm gonna have to edit that out.
1: Uh-oh. I've been doing <laughs> 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 you doing the wrong one. <laughs> oh, I recorded like
0: five episodes recently for Holly Motivated and I wow. It's been a while. It's all good. Welcome back, welcome back. This is another episode of the Bitch Mob podcast. We are back, uh, another quarantine edition. How are you feeling today, man?
1: I'm doing good. I'm tired. It's hot, but hey, the, the marathon don't stop.
0: We might as well just open our shelf, like it's hot it's. It's black. hot.
1: That's all it's- I can say. <laughs>
0: last like month it's been hot every day we record it. we'll record when it's raining it, it just be hot every time just when it's
1: hot. hot i'm not i'm not shooting any more shows outside anymore it's too hot for that
0: no i was thinking about doing it today and then i was nah this, <laughs> this ball head i'm
1: come in looking like samuel l <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Uh, we're going to start off with the MLB. Uh, some more players have tested positive. More games had to be canceled because of corona. Uh, Rob Manfield came out. The commissioner said that he's confident they'll continue to play. His quote was, we are playing. We are not a quitter. With more tests coming about, and it seems like with how they have it set up because it's not a bubble seems like they're going to continue with positive tests. Do you believe they should stop? Like, should they take a break? Like more tests, more games getting canceled. Maybe they should make some changes uh, in my opinion. I-, I don't know. What What are your thoughts
1: on it? Like, I, I think it's going to be the norm, I guess, in a way, because – all these sports that aren't using a bubble format, this is kind of what is going to happen. Like they're going to bring stuff to and from the workplace. That's how it is. It's just how, how we're going to get sports played this year, as far as like MLB goes, NFL goes. Like MLB, I mean, I've seen a few guys pull out <laughs> midway through these yes. first couple weeks not even like before the season started they they pulled out after seeing all the tests come back positive and I just I think the only way it gets shut down is if someone like a superstar gets it and then they really have to think like hmm, maybe we really we should you know shut down for a little bit because this is like the biggest player in the sport to get it and Maybe we need to rethink our, our policies, but I don't know. They're going to play through it. Uh-huh. That's why they have the expanded roster, and they even though minor league baseball is not happening, like they have almost like a shuttle system down there where they have a lot, a lot of players who can come play in the major league just in case something like this happens, which is what the Marlins have had to do because they had half their team get it. So that's kind of where we are with that, unfortunately.
0: Um, I just, I'm perplexed kind of by, like, his statement, though, where he's basically saying, like, the players have to do better. So I don't see how it's the players' fault. Like, you can get it. Being, even being safe, you can get it. Wearing your mask. They're going from work to home. They're going from work to practice. It, they're going so many different places. Y'all flying them to different cities, different states, all of this stuff. It's not on them. You, you can't put this on the players unless you have, you know, some evidence or something. Like these specific players that caught it have been out going to Magic City with no mask. Like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or something. I don't know. I don't know how you're gonna put it on the players. Um Speaking on Magic City, you know, sidebar, like, I defended, I defended Lou Will, and he came out, said he tipped well, I, I,
1: I mean, I, you kind of had to know that he wasn't just there for the wings, I don't
0: know, no, <laughs> but that's crazy for just showing Georgia, what's going on in Georgia, you saw, I don't know if you saw, it's like a strip clubs up here in Jersey, where they having they having drive through trip clubs? Like you got to drive through two minutes. Like they're they're not inside. Atlanta, Georgia. Oh no, nah, everybody's inside. What? Yeah, that. Yeah, I get it. You you need to quarantine it. You was inside yeah. a club. You need to quarantine, bro. He did have
1: his mask on though. So there's that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I really was feeling them. I'm like, nah, my man went and really got wings. And it was wings and thighs.
1: Eyes and <laughs> legs and all that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the NBA, um, what's your thoughts so far? You know, NBA is back, opening week, some games have come about. Uh, you got the Lakers beating the Clippers, TJ Warren dropping 53. What's been the, the highlight standout? so far that you've seen of this opening week?
1: I just think basketball being back period is is great because it was already getting close to the playoffs and that's kind of like what all of us look forward to. That's when the basketball gets more competitive, we should say. I mean, the games have been good so far. I mean, I think yesterday or maybe Saturday, like, it was one of those days where all the games were blowouts. But, like, that Lakers game, that first game, that was that was a good one. That was – hopefully we see that in the playoffs. And we've seen some teams that need to win, they're playing hard. Like, the Spurs, they're, they're undefeated so far in the bubble. And they've moved into ninth over the, the Trailblazers, which, I mean, Portland, they need to – step it up that was a big game yesterday against the, the Celtics that they let slip after they came back but I mean the Grizzlies they need to make <laughs> make some moves too they own. They're, two. they're own 2 and that's not a good look if you going into the playoffs losing like this so and the Pelicans uh, there's not much to say about them I think it's a wrap for any hope of them making the playoffs it's were down by, like, almost 40 the other night.
0: <clears throat> thing with that, too, that's interesting. Zion back on the uh, minute restriction. I mean, I think
1: he's, he's the face of the team at this point. So you're not going to really – how realistic are they going to make – how realistic is it that they're going to make the, the finals this year? Not not high. Barely 1%. <laughs> so it's like, why rush him back and? and try to get a an a eight spot. Like, you're fighting for an eight spot, and you want to rush back this number one pick that could make or break your franchise for the next 10 years. So, especially he already had an injury this year. So, yeah, I, I think it, it's smart.
0: I think with them, is like, some people were picking them, but I think they were thinking of Zion playing. If Zion's not playing, I don't see them – like, they only got back really into the playoff picture, what, maybe a couple weeks before everything shut down and Zion started playing. And then people were getting excited, like, yo, they could make the playoffs. They can make some noise. Jess, Drew Holiday, BI, JJ Reddick, Alonzo, I don't think that's enough in the West to get into the playoffs. Everybody was thinking – Hey, Zion bull, Zion with that to that mix, all right, they could probably sneak their way into the h c At this point, I don't see them sneaking their way in.
1: The Spurs. They got the coach. That's what happens. They might not have guys like LaMarcus Aldridge and whoever else they might be missing, but they got probably the best if not – He's probably the best coach in the league if you look at it. But... System, put... System, yeah, it's been successful for over 20 years. So, he's able to get it done and they're winning coming off the the shutdown. So, I like them. And then Philly, I know I was mentioning them as a possible team, but after watching that first game, giving up 53 to T.J. Warren, who's good. He's really good. But, you're supposed to be this good defensive team. Like they got Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Embiid on the same court. Not to mention Josh Richardson and mm-hmm. and who's the rookie, Tybeal or yeah. I don't know. How to
0: say I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah,
1: but they should not be giving up 53 points to him. Like Vic, he didn't even put up that much. He he had like 17.
0: Yeah, I even, he didn't even
1: have 20. No, nah. so it's kind of like. What are you guys doing? Who's coaching? Who who's the voice of reason in the locker room for that team? I don't. After seeing that game, I don't know. I don't really have any confidence in them making a run again. I'm 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 rescinding my my pick. (laughs) I'm only only confident in the Celtics at this point. And Mm -hmm. again, because he's kind of showing me that. I think I tweeted this yesterday or two days ago that. I mean, I want Bron to win the MVP, but it's gonna be Giannis again. It's, that's that's just how it is. I'm not trying to sugarcoat yeah, it. It's just, it's, <laughs> he's just too good at this point.
0: Yeah, I think Giannis will end up getting it. I think um, the Raptors is not a team to be slept on. Um, their are winning against the Lakers was big. As a Lakers fan, I give them the credit. It was a big win. They system, the way they play D, the way they share the ball. Uh, I think the Raptors, in my opinion, they move up as a bigger threat than Philly. They got a system improvement. They all on the same page. You got Philly game, Shake Milton and and B arguing. like, They still got some uh, time to put in. I'm looking at the schedule right now for the Spurs. I don't want to see the Spurs. I, I don't. I don't wanna to wa- I I don't wanna even watch any of those games. I really don't. I don't wanna I don't wanna watch Spurs and Lakers first round. I don't wanna watch any of those games. Looking at their schedule though, Philly, mentioning Philly, I, I think they'd be able to get a win against Philly. Denver, Utah, the Pelicans, I checked that off as a win. Houston and Utah. They got Utah twice. I think. Seeing Memphis' schedule and, you know, the the strength of schedule, how hard their schedule is for the rest of the the way out, I don't think Memphis gets in there. I I don't. It's either going to be the Spurs. The Blazers have looked good. That was a close game. They still lost. They had to come back. But I say the Spurs or the Blazers get in there for that A.C. Um, Memphis has not. They haven't looked good. Memphis hasn't looked good. Dallas hasn't looked good. The Mavs, the, this whole year, their biggest problem has been is closing out games. And the, co- the close games, I think I saw some stat where it was like they lost
1: some. Now they got the most losses within like five or points. or less points.
0: So, they still can't
1: close out games. So,
0: highly, highly talented, highly potent offense, but I don't see them – when it comes to after the close game in the playoffs, you know most of those are close games. All four of those wins aren't going to be blowouts.
1: No. So the but can't, we good. can't not mention the Rockets because they look good and Harden. I mean he's he's going to do what Harden does: score the bucket, score the basket, and
0: they a dark horse.
1: They a dark horse.
0: I think they they a dark horse. Um, They've been giving up a lot of points, but we know they, they're not known to be a lockup team. But what they kind of remind me of is those teams in the NFL that are, you know, they say they bend but don't break. They got all the way down to that end of the game against the Bucks, and they was able to all right. We just need to lock in for like two, three possessions. We probably ain't gonna play really that great defense. Quarters one through four up to the last two, three minutes. Lock in James Harden. The way he played D against Greek Freak, he decided not to answer that question. I answered it for him. Lock up. He locked him up. Those last clutch possessions, the steal, the post up. I don't believe in Milwaukee when it comes to the playoffs. I see it as is Boston or Toronto. I don't I don't understand um the in the east, there was no point. You could have like I wish the NBA would have just kinda took, you know, took a decision like, all right, Washington, you can stay home because there's no point. It, it's not <laughs> there's not a fight in the East for oh, well is there going No, the Wizards aren't gonna make it. I think the stand-ins might get switched up in the East with some teams, you know, Miami's winning and some other teams losing. They might drop down. But ain't nobody thinking about that.
1: That's how you know that they don't think too highly of the Eastern Conference because they only have one extra team. And the Western Conference brought, like, what, four? Four.
0: Phoenix been playing good, too. Phoenix Phoenix
1: is is good. It's too little too late, though. Maybe if they didn't, what was it, yeah, Aiton was suspended for, like, the first 25 games with that, you know, PED test. And if yeah. – imagine yeah. if he wasn't, they'd maybe be closer to the eighth seed. They might even have the eighth seed because they don't have a bad team. They got Rubio. Of course, they got D-Book and Aiden, along yeah. with, like, some other pieces uh, too.
0: Yeah, Kelly Oubre didn't even come down. That's a, a huge piece for them too right there. Yeah. I, Going into next year, full season, healthy, everybody back. And I depending think on who the they
1: watch- pick, too, in the draft, that's another Something
0: thing. to watch out for is Phoenix and Portland. If, if Portland keeps the roster, how they got it. If they keep Melo, Collins, I don't know about Whiteside, um, but
1: – Yeah, Whiteside's gone.
0: Yeah, if they keep that starting five, Gary Trent Jr. off the bench, Trevor Ariza comes back, and maybe one or two more pieces, Portland – You might have to watch out for them next year, but that's next year. I think in the East, last thing I say on this is I see probably Brooklyn might get that seventh seed, and then, you know, Orlando might move out to that eighth seed. Regardless, I don't think it's going to be much to be said that first round outside of maybe a matchup, which I think is going to be nice. Boston, Miami, as of right now, nah. It would be Boston, Philly. I see Boston will win that. Miami and Indiana. Nah, it's a sec- for me in the East, it's the second round. That first round doesn't look like it's going to be anything. How it was originally, having some of those matchups where it was probably going to be like Boston against Miami, all right, that's probably a good first round. But outside of those, Miami, I could see. Be in the Pacers.
1: It will be interesting. Yeah, that will be the most interesting from the Eastern Conference, honestly. That first round, because the Pacers are—they're good. They're adding Vic back, which is like a huge piece. It's almost like a a free agent signing in the off season, getting him back. Because now he's—he's he's healthy, we we think. And not to mention they—they they don't even have Malcolm Brogdon back yet, so. Once he comes back, if he comes back, then we'll really see. But that, that should be a fun series.
0: I want to see that matchup with T.J. Warren and Jimmy Butler.
1: Oh, yeah, they were talking a lot.
0: Exactly. That's what I like. – if T.J. Warren is on a roll like this, obviously he's not going to average no 53 points or nothing like that. But if he – if he averaged around twenty twenty-five that might be a real good, interesting match just those two in general. Uh, some of the things we saw so far in this opening week, a lot of the teams are doing the uh, kneeling, doing the anthem, and they locking arms. There's been some people that have decided not to do so, like uh, Jonathan Isaac, Greg Popovich, Becky Hammond, um, for their own personal reasons, decided to stand. In situations like that, do you think these people should be vilified for that? Like what's your thoughts on that? If you're a teammate, your coach decided to stand during that. How would you how would you feel about that?
1: I mean, now it's just it just comes to a point where now people can't have their own opinion on stuff. Like if it's not an opinion that aligns with yours, then you're wrong. <laughs> I'm sure Jonathan Isaac had his reasons for doing it and they're valid. Like that's not, he doesn't have to go into too much detail on why he, he felt the need to, to stand and not wear the black lives matter shirt. I think what he was saying was just that. What is it doing for us wearing these shirts and kneeling when, you know, we could really be out here affecting a little bit of change. Like it kind of almost seems like when cap did it, when Kaepernick did it, because nobody was really doing it, it kind of brought more attention to it. But now that it seems like it's forced, like everybody's doing it now it feels like is it really are we really protesting if they're letting us do it are they they're allowing us to mm. protest in this way if like before it was it was out of the norm, nobody had ever done that during the anthem and now to see before every game every player basically is on the knee it's kind of like all right this is it's nice but it doesn't seem like much
0: that's interesting you bring that up do you feel it's it's getting watered down now meaning that everybody's doing it
1: a little bit because now that like everything that's happened in, in the past few months now we're seeing them kneel. They weren't doing it before when Kaepernick first started doing it. So there's that. And then the NFL, some of those players are saying that they're going to definitely do it during the season. It just feels like, I don't know, this is their way of trying to be be on that same level that Cap was in in a sense where he's, protesting peacefully and getting his message across, but there's other ways to do that. I'm not saying that I wouldn't kneel, I probably would, but I get why Jonathan Isaac didn't feel the need to kneel because there's other things that you can do to bring awareness to this important issue in this country.
0: Yeah, I think it's something that needs to be said and talked about, you can support and you can show that you agree with the Black Lives Matter movement and with social justice. You can do all that without having to do it one way. Nowadays, like you said, if, if I say the sky is white and you say it's blue, oh, you a hater. F you, I got B. You can have different opinions and it'd be cool. You feel me? Like you don't have to always. If you don't agree to do it the way that I do it, you're wrong. He did not say he doesn't support it. He did not say that he's against it or anything of that nature. So for some people to be on social media, uh, he tore his ACL. People were like, yeah, that's what he did. And that's because he decided not to kneel. That's excessive. That's too much. Just because he didn't agree to do it that way, how you were doing it. And it doesn't make you, you're saying stuff like that. It don't make you any better than the people that we're supposed to be standing against and protesting against, saying things like that. Um, and speaking on Pop, he's been outspoken. His record shows he does not stand for any injustice. His interview over the game, they won. He started giving a history lesson about uh, slavery in his uh, interview. So the guy, he, he's solid, he is an ally. I don't think it should be as made of a big deal. People can protest and show support in different ways. Some people went, wanted to go to the uh, protest, and they decided to walk. Some people are posting stuff. Some people are signing a pet- petition. There is multiple ways to show your support. Um, it's just sad with this and this time period, especially with social media you become vilified and turn into a bad person because you're not doing it how everybody else is doing it.
1: That's why it's funny. It's funny how when Kaepernick first did it, he was vilified for it and everybody was coming at him, basically lost his job and got blackballed. But now I'm not saying that like they're forcing it on everybody, but they're taking a knee and just because one person doesn't do it now he's the villain in a sense. Cause it's, it's like, Oh, everybody else is kneeling. Why aren't you kneeling now? We're giving you the okay to do it. No, it doesn't work like that. You still have, you're entitled to your own opinion. You're entitled to your own beliefs. He doesn't believe that <laughs> kneeling is a, a, a way for him to best effect changed, and that's his opinion. So, I mean, it's also unfortunate that he got hurt, like, a few days after. And seeing the comments on, like, social media, I've seen when people be like, oh, yeah, that's what he gets. You didn't want to kneel, but now (laughs) that was God saying, all right. Yeah. When when I saw that, I'm like, how are you going to say this is what God wanted? (laughs) Like, Jonathan Isaac is one of the people that (laughs) – I mean, he's a pastor for for crying out loud. Like he's he really believes in in God. So then to bring that up, I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me.
0: Oh, that's the time period we we live in, man. Social media is a trip. People will say whatever comes to their mind. Sometimes whatever the most hurtful thing they can think of. Knowing you're probably never gonna have to actually go up to it. Never gonna have to I can say whatever I want about LeBron James. More than likely, I'm never gonna be him. I'm never gonna have to say this to his face. They hoping a uh, Jonathan Isaac, uh Odell Beckham Jr. is gonna to reply to your tweet and that'll make their lifetime. Oh, he responded to me. Right. Just to get some follows from clicks, like, oh, and they're gonna retweet it. Hey, he commented to me. Speaking of social media, um Uh, Interesting uh, exchange was brought up. You know, the Mwma is back. And uh, Andre Iguodala tweeted, number 23 from the Mystics is nice. Number 23 is Ariel Powers for those who do not know. She responded, put some respect on my name or keep this tweet to yourself. A little bit of a... uh, Shade and joke, which some people are believing, uh, Katie did to show support towards Iggy. He tweeted, um, "Number fourteen is a different breed in regards to Brandon Ingram." Dot 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 dot. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of different viewpoints on this. What's your your viewpoints? Was Iggy being you? I don't personally think Iggy was trying to be disrespectful. Me neither. I get where she's coming from, what she had thoughts on the tweet and her response.
1: I guess I get it both ways, just because, like, I see it from Iggy's point. Like, he might have been watching one of the WNBA games and saw whoever was killing it, just saw the number, and, you know, he's not – gonna go google it like who's 23 on this team oh let me get her name right let me spell it right no I'm just gonna be like all right yo 23 is killing it right now and that's it that's that's showing respect he's watching the games that's more than what we could say for a lot of people out here that aren't actually watching WNBA games so when he's when like NBA players support kind of accept it but then I, I also see it from her perspective that. Like, someone – like, if he was watching, like, the Lakers Clippers, he's not going to be like, oh, uh, 23 on the Lakers was killing it. Like, no, we know (laughs) that's Bron. That's who who we're going to say. So, I see it from that perspective, too, that it's kind of upsetting that you you would want someone if they're going to recognize you to mention your name as well. But I just think it's just being – Picky. You, you kind of like nitpicking at a point.
0: I get where she's coming from. I kind of understand it. Like, uh, as you mentioned, if you see Braun playing, you're going to say LeBron because you know it's Braun. I think it's in that mindset of if you really were invested in supporting us, you would know who I am or at least put my name, especially with being the fact that. I get a lot of people view the WNBA as just players and people, and they don't know their names. They're just numbers. So I get it in that aspect, like, look, we had to grind and get the respect even the more in the WNBA. The least you can do is say my name. You don't know how much that can do in exposure or whatnot for the Washington, for that team, for – her for the WNBA, I think it still does the job in that sense of getting exposure, cause somebody might look it up. Who's number twenty-three on the Washington Mystics? Let me go Google that. I just don't think he was trying to be disrespectful in that regard. I don't yeah. think that was yeah. I don't think that was his intentions. Um, like I said, I get where she's coming from. I have sisters, I know you got you know females, I have plenty of females that I know that play ball and that's their biggest thing is that they always ask for the same respect given. I want that same respect that they give to NBA players. So I get it. I get it. I think a conversation probably needs to be had with them. I don't like her approach of what she did. Me personally, maybe she should have talked to them. I don't know because I don't think that's – just looking at his track history – I don't think that was his intention of being disrespected. Now, they did come out, and I get why she probably tweeted, because they did come out and show maybe four or five years ago, he made a, a comment that he didn't want his daughter to play in the WNBA and become a lesbian.
1: But then that's the thing. Like, you can't – that was the whole thing. I don't want to bring it out of sports, but – that kevin Hart thing when he was supposed to host like the oscars and then they they're picking apart his tweets from like 10 12 yeah. years ago as if he's the same person that he was back then so that's the same thing with iggy he might have believed that at the time but he might have different viewpoints on it now so for you to like attack the old version of somebody's you know yeah, that's I what you do. do anybody any good.
0: I think that's what factored in to the tweet of saying that. But again, going back to our previous this age of social media, if I don't like what you said, for me to get credibility, oftentimes, yeah, I'ma get something that you said, I'm gonna find dirt on you. So they'd be like, oh yeah, let's support. He
1: did say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like those tweets where they're like, oh, is this you? Is this you? Like, that's how it is now. You can't have an opinion.
0: People change, people grow. You gonna hold somebody? Like, I'm pretty sure if you go to anybody's tweets, anybody's social media feed, if you had it when you was in middle school, high school, we all said stupid stuff. We can go through everybody's social media. I was going through, you know how Facebook do the six years ago today? I was looking at, I, I was having spelling errors and I'm reading the stuff. Like, I don't even know what I was trying to say. Then like, yo, hit me up, doe. Like, <laughs>
1: yo,
0: nobody was, <laughs> nobody was telling me to take this off my social media. Like, so I'm constantly going through old stuff. I'll pop up on my social media, like delete, delete, delete. Yes, because we live in this time period where, all right, we're going to go find something to make it valid to what our issue is now. What well, he said, that was a, some time ago. But, hey, to make our argument that much more credible, this is why I did it, because you said this. That's the only part that I'm not really rocking with. Like, I think she had an, an argument just on the basis of she's like, all right, put some respect, say my name. You would you would know who LeBron was. You would know who Kelly Oubre was. You would know who this person was. That it stood on his own two legs right there. The other stuff, uh, I don't I don't think Iggy meant it that way. In my opinion. That's just how I view it, man. Uh, didn't. But it's, fun. it's the era of uh, social media. But mm-hmm. just yesterday, uh, we're gonna end off the show with this one. James Harden now is the leader in points for left-handed players, which got mm-hmm. left-handed player yourself, mm-hmm. which got. The uh, thinking was, guys, thinking like, "All right, what's some of the top left-handed players in history, um, and who our fave five are?" So, who would be your fade five? Not even your starting five. Who's your favorite five left-handed players? Fave five. And I look, I looked it up just to see the list of players, bruh. I did not know it was that many left-handed players that played. In the league that was that elite Mm -hmm. from Manu Ginobili to Bill Russell, Chris Bob, Damon Stoudemire, Jalen Rose, who somehow has not been lacking at all. His haircuts have been his barber needs his barber needs an MVP trophy because Jalen Rose has been on point, got the part on yesterday. Jalen Rose has been on point quarantine, what? But who's your uh five right
1: there? Um, like you said, Bill Russell, I would have to throw him in there just for the old heads because I didn't see him play, but I know he was he's a legend. Um, definitely putting James Harden in there as one of my top lefties. Of course, I mean, leading scorer of all time. Um, Chris Mullin, I got to get my guy from, from New York. Got to have Chris Mullin in there. Uh, of course, Manuel. I, I love Mano. He's He was he was really good with the Spurs. He he had he played his role right. That's all I gotta say with, with that. Well
0: he's good with Argentina too. hmm USA um, some fits.
1: And then I'm not gonna say Bosch. Although I could say Bosch, but you know, I don't wanna. That's he's the Mr. Champagne shower himself. <laughs> so I can't I can't put him put him there, but
0: he was at the Lakers-Clippers game with the uh, the virtual fans.
1: <laughs> it was funny when they they pull all these like former players out and have them sitting in there. Like it was funny. I think somebody tweeted he was like talking about Paul Pierce and brought up uh, Bill Russell. Like, oh, I know he's looking down from heaven, happy <laughs> about all this. And then <laughs> Bill Russell responds. <laughs> It was funny. It was hilarious. I don't know the exact tweet, so I can't quote it, but uh, for my final lefty, I'm, uh, I'm going to pull a one out of left field and go with Michael Redd because he was, he was a dog back in the on day.
0: my list, I had Michael Redd up there. Michael Redd was on my list. I'm going to ask somebody else, though. I got, of course, Lamar Odom, up there. For sure. What he was doing in high school, what he did at Rhode Island, what he did once he came in with the Clippers, the Lakers. I got Ello up there. Um, I got Mike Beasley, for sure. After, I think, KD, that year when he was in college, going into the NBA, that rookie year, he can really score from anywhere. It's always been like off the court stuff and is he focused? But Michael Beasley really is a bucket. He's like a left handed. He calls himself like a left handed Katie. I don't know if I'll go that far, but he's a bucket for sure. I got to put up there, of course, Zebo, Zach Randolph, sure Mr. Bully, Mr. Bully, Mr. Bully, uh, non athletic, can't jump, but will give you 20 and 15. 20 and 10, easy, every single night. Every single night. Every single night. If I'm going to put somebody else up there instead of Michael Red, I'll probably put up Damon Stoudemire. Damon Stoudemire was tough. Um, And last, of course, of course, he needs to be back in the league. I got to put up there IT, Isaiah Thomas, that run he had, whether he gets – I think he'll get back in the league, but whether he gets back in the league or not. That run he had in Boston for somebody five ten. Of course, you can always put up Kobe scoring run and Mike scoring run, but for the people under six feet, nobody, nobody's talking that. Talking that, like what he did in Boston, nobody's talking that, man. Um, and I, I don't like how they did him in Boston, but that's the nature of the beast, the business, right there, man. But. That's my five. Of course, like you said, we got Manu up there, Bill Russell. It's a lot of names that you could throw on there, but David Robinson. Uh, but That's the five right there I got to rock with. Different five.
1: <laughs> Hold on. Talking about IT, if you were the GM of the Celtics, would you have done the same thing? Probably. If you were able to flip Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie Irving. Looking at at where both of them were at their t- at their career in the time, would you have done that? I just, would.
0: Just because, if I ever was a GM, I would want it to be known a part of outside, obviously being a winner, but team players coming to my team. He's a GM of the players. Like at least communicate. At least you just played with your sister dying, the hip injury. I would I would have left it alone. That's just me because I, I the person, that, being a person, a human, stuff. The other day, like that, you really did that for our organization. Most people. Wouldn't be able to do that, play with a death in the family, the hip injury. You literally gave your all for us. I bet. Let's give it another year. Let's see. Let's maybe add a different piece instead of a Kyrie. Let's add maybe a big or another shooter or another defender. Something else I would have tried to add to that and keep that team together. I think they were perfect how they was. It was just, again, that situation, you out LeBron. Do. They ran ag- They ran up against the Cavs like that. Is LeBron? No matter, even if Kyrie and they could have got, they would have still had to add another piece to get past LeBron. Same thing when the when you go to the West and back in the day. Oh, you got Jordan. You still got to get past Jordan. And, and don't, it don't. It don't matter. So I think they should have kept it together at least for one more year. See what came from it. But that's just how I would've done it. Plus, I'm biased because I'm fan of it
1: but to trade a guard who's 5'9 and can't play any defense for Kyrie Irving who I mean you could argue he could have gotten that finals MVP that year too so I don't know it's it's different
0: you can't I don't think anybody knocks Vinny Ainge for the business decision I'm just talking about on me personally I would have let it stay one year, but
1: I can't argue with his thought process. letting your personal feelings get in the way, then you're going to personally be out of a job if you don't win. That's how it comes down. If you win hey. Somehow, he was able to flip those old guys for picks from the Nets. Then he was able to flip Isaiah Thomas into Kyrie Irving. And those Nets picks turned into Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So, you know, <laughs> I don't really have any issue with what Danny Ainge did as far as the way he's run this team because the longevity is crazy. Like they won a championship, what was that, like 11, 12 years ago. They were bad for a few years, which they knew was coming. It was coming eventually when Paul Pierce and KG were going to retire, but he was able to get something of value for them. And turn that into some, like, legit up-and-coming superstar, so.
0: Nah, you can't knock Danny Ainge, his career, as being a uh, GM and whatnot. You can't knock it, like you said, the KG, Paul Pierce. You know you only had a short window for that anyhow. They weren't in their prime, younger, younger years. To be able to flip that around right before the tailwind, they kind of – they did okay in Brooklyn, but to be able to flip it around, shift them off to Brooklyn
1: – It's not personal. It's just business. That's the same thing with Masai Ujiri and that whole DeMar DeRozan trade. Like, they wanted to take it That
0: worked out.
1: That worked out because they got a ring.
0: Exactly. Kyrie not even in Boston anymore.
1: No. So that trade, it didn't really work out, but it didn't work out for both teams because Isaiah Thomas was out that same year. Like, they got rid of him. So it was kind of like, all right, we'll chalk it up as a loss, but.
0: Jason, Jason Tatum. That's all he got to say. You got those two off the picks. Y'all straight with those two for the next at least five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. The end of this episode of the bench mob podcast, the bench mob podcast. I had to say it again for myself. Cause I messed up earlier. <laughs> the bench mob podcast. Uh, make sure y'all subscribe, share, comment, like, um, Definitely make sure that y'all stay safe out there. COVID is still going on. If you go outside, you know the drill, six feet apart, all that good stuff. And it is August now, August 3rd, and they still have not arrested the killers of Breonna Taylor. So just like a lot of us, we're waiting. Anytime would be a good time to do that. Benchmob, out, peace.